Welcome back to the Jacinta Bruton Podcast, where we're encouraging survivors and coaching leaders. All right, today we are going to talk about expectations. Um, There is a song by one of my favorite artists, and my peoples and my family, my friends know that I love NDRE. And one of her hit songs back in the day was I Am Not My Hair. Y'all remember that? I am not my hair. Okay, so I, I don't have the gift of singing. That is not my calling. But there's a, so, uh, a line in that song where she sings, I am not my hair. I am not my skin. I am not your expectations. No, no. Y'all know that part? All right. Well, she's talking about expectations. So in this three-part series, we're going to talk a, talk about just that expectations. And uh, as I overcame cancer and I'm overcoming cancer, we're going to talk specifically about skin and hair and what you expect as you're going through a sickness or an illness or a trauma. Um, it's a lot, y'all. So let's get started. So one of the things that was interesting <clears throat> as I'm going through uh, cancer treatments and uh, dealing with all the things that come along with it that is new to me is what I was expecting. I think for the first time, in dealing with um, cancer, I was diagnosed, um, and for those who don't know, I was diagnosed uh, in 2018 with thymoma cancer, which is cancer of the thymus gland, which I'm just like you, I know, you like, what is a thymus gland? Where is that? So it's in your upper chest, around your heart, lung area. So I had to have a surgery called a sternotomy. Um, I did chemo first and then the sternotomy surgery to get the cancer out. I am medically cancer free, thank God. And I am undergoing radiation starting this week um, to remove some like uh, microscopic cancer cells. Uh, And then that should be the end. I'm hoping and praying that is the end of me fighting cancer. So back to what I was talking about when it comes to the expectations associated with going through a hard time, a trial, a tribulation, a storm, a hardship, um, something like cancer, sickness or illness. There are some expectations that you may or may not realize you have. Um, And I'm realizing or I realize going through the process that expectations and realities don't always meet together. They don't always align. And it's that disalignment or misalignment that causes frustration. So I would find myself um, sometimes frustrated with the process of going through cancer um, treatments and the grieving process of um, healing from um, the fact that our son had died uh, because my expectations were different from my realities. I was thinking that like I have always done, I'll bounce back. I'm resilient. You know, you know, I ain't no sucker. I got this. You know, I got this thing. I got this. Like I got everything else in my life. I got this. And don't we do that? We do that like weight of carry the weight of the world, superwoman, superman thing. And then there comes something in our lives that honestly knock us back. And if I'm being honest, I was totally humbled by the series of events that happens and more particularly the fact that they all happened back to back. I think that's what really did me in as far as humbling me Um, and my expectations shifted. Uh, I had to realize that I couldn't handle this the way I handled everything else in life. And isn't that true for you too? Aren't there things in your life or hasn't there been a time in your life where you're like, okay, wow, this is a situation or this is a circumstance. This is a trial, a tribulation, a storm, a hardship, a trauma that I've never experienced anything like this before. And I don't have 
what I thought I would have to make it through this uh, with the usual kind of business as usual equipment that we do. Right. You know, you usually, you know, you can have, you almost have a formula that you always, that you almost kind of do without even realizing it. You know, I'm gonna do a prayer here and I'm gonna stick it out there and I'm gonna save it up there and then I'm good. I just wait it out, blast it out, push it out, push through it. Uh, but I couldn't do that for this because every single the things, every single one of those things that I went through, um, the traumatic birth of the twin boys, the the sudden death of our baby boy, and then the cancer diagnosis and the following treatments that came with that, all of those were things, y'all, I could not control. Ah, that's crazy. So we're talking about expectations and now we're talking about control because the two kind of have a lot to do with each other. How can you set expectations when something is completely out of your control? Hmm, that's a good question, isn't it? That's a good question. How can you set expectations when it's out of your control? Well, that's where my faith kicked in. And I, I'm i going to take a minute and really tell you honestly how I cried some nights, some mornings, some midday afternoons. Um, I had to really seek God and ask some questions, um, because the things that were outside of my control, I didn't know how to set expectations for, um, the doctors telling me that, you know, we're hoping that we're going to, we, you're, the cure for this kind of cancer is the surgery we're going to do. But mm, it's kind of a big cancer tumor, so we're going to need you to do chemotherapy first. Okay, but the chemotherapy might not work, but we're still going to do an aggressive form of chemotherapy. Okay, and I'm like, okay, you know, let's let's knock it out. Let's do it. But in reality, I'm like, but wait, how do I even expect something for what I can't control? And that's when I started going to the number one best-selling book in the world in history still to date I went to the Bible I went to the Bible and I know you might be listening you might be ready to tune me out like oh here we go but let me be honest y'all it really opened up to me in a way I never had it opened up to me before um, I've done the rigmarole I've done the church thing I've done them my dad was past uh, a, a preacher uh, we went to church all the time. I met my husband in church. My sister met her husband in church. Um, been there, done that. And I actually, to be honest, had been out of church for about six, seven years um, before all this happened. And because of all of this happening and me pressing in to ask God, you know, how do I set expectations when all this stuff I'm going through, I can't control. That is what kind of put me back in alignment or actually made me go grow deeper in God through all of this. So I went to the Bible, the number one best-selling book in the world in history to date. And I started asking and looking for specific things. Like I didn't want to go through the Bible and be like reading a scripture and just quoting it and like, you know, I'm healed by his stripes. Hallelujah. It's like, okay, yeah, great. But if I'm being honest, if I'm being real, this sucks. What's the scripture for that feeling, right? So I'm dealing with that kind of um, awakening, spiritual awakening, come to Jesus. And I read a scripture and it is like 
blowing my mind. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's happening? Okay, let me read that again. So it's Luke 22. And just to give you context, it starts out at the beginning, you know, saying, you know, the first, first few verses are talking about how Passover is about to begin. And Jesus is going, telling his disciples to go make ready a room. And he's going to, they're going to find a man who's waiting for them. Follow that man and he'll give you a space for us to have the last supper, basically. So that's kind of the context. So um, it also says that Judas, one of the 12 disciples of Jesus, is filled by the, is filled by Satan. Like Satan enters Judas. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of freakish. But OK, let's keep reading. I'm intrigued. So I'm reading Luke 22 and we get to the part in Luke 22 um, about verses 30, 31, 32, like up in there and starts talking about how Jesus says, Simon, Simon, now this is at the last supper. Now they at the table eating. So just imagine that you eating y'all at Thanksgiving dinner, throw it down. And you got this guy talking about, you know, how this is going to be the last time y'all eat with me. And one of y'all going to betray me and y'all, everybody like, wait, betray you ain't you know we down we ride or die jesus we're not gonna do that and then after saying all of that stuff he busts out with simon simon so now wait a minute now you calling on one particular person can you imagine if you're sitting at the table with jesus and he just busts out with simon simon and call your name jacinta jacinta like like say your name susan susan johnny johnny ayinka ayinka <laughs> nadia nadia you know greg greg but jacinta jacinta he says simon simon so it's like not just one time, but two times. So I'm like, okay, he's, he's like really wanting to get his attention. And then he's like, Simon, Simon, Satan really wants to, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith fill you not. I'm like, wait, okay, let me get this straight. So we at the table, we eat Thanksgiving dinner, you know, we chow down, you know, got a nice spread. Just imagine all your favorite Thanksgiving food or your favorite food from like a big family gathering or something. And y'all just grubbing and the main, the head of the table, you know, in this case, Jesus, you know, calls your name twice and then says, Jacinta, Jacinta, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed that your faith fail you not. Wouldn't you be like, wait, what you talking about, Jesus? Like, wait, what you mean? Why he got, why he want to sift me like wheat, <laughs> right? And now what you would be thinking? <laughs> it's like, why me? Why he want to sift me? And then I'm like, okay, wait. And not just why me. Then it's like, wait. And why, Jesus, did you not say, no, 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 Satan, back up off my boy. Back up off my girl. We not doing that today, Satan. You ain't say that. You said, but I have prayed that your faith fail you not. Whoa. Okay, I don't know if y'all are following me, so I'm going I'm to I'm bring it on home. We're talking about expectations. So as I'm reading Luke 22, and I got this picture and this scene set up, I realized that Jesus, first of all, knew that a hardship, trial, trauma, tribulation, storm was coming his coming by the way of Simon, like Simon was about to get tried, tested, tempted, trialed, you know, challenges, difficulties, hardships, trauma was coming his way. Jesus knew that. So that's one thing I learned. So I'm like, okay. So he knew about it. Secondly, he said, Satan, which is 
adversarial enemy, you know, uh, asked to sift him as wheat. So wait, first of all, you know, it's coming. Second of all, you gave, you granted permission for it to come. Whoa. So I'm like, okay, what are you saying? Jesus? What, what, what are you really trying to tell me here? And then it goes on to say, but I have prayed that your faith fail you not. Okay. You know, it's coming. You granted permission for it to come. And you prayed that my faith fail me not. You ain't fight him. You ain't get gangster with him. You ain't like karate chop him. You ain't block it. What's happening here? And it was from this story that I started to take a turn and shift in how I thought about what was happening in my life with my hardships and trials and tribulations and storms and trauma and just all around just crap, crappy stuff that was happening, right? Because I realized through that passage that God was showing me that this stuff that was happening in my life, the stuff that's happening in your life, it's not surprising to God. He didn't wake up and was like, what? What? Tamika, what is, what happened to you? Oh my God. I didn't even know. He, he didn't, he didn't do that. Wait, Sean, did he what to you? He doesn't, he doesn't do that. He knows already about it. Not only does he already know about it, the very fact that you're going through it or have gone through it means that permission was granted for it to happen. Okay, wow. Wow. If you are a child of God, permission has to be granted for something to come your way. Which means you must already be equipped to handle it. Oh my God, drop the bomb. Drop the bomb. That was a bomb for me. That was like, whoa, big, big, big deal for me. And I hope that is it is for you. So as you're going through whatever hardship or trauma, or you already have gone through it and now you're just like, whoo, I'm done. I'm survived. I survived it. You know, you're a survivor. I want you to know that you need to shift your expectations if you haven't already. Don't look at what you've gone through like God has failed you or you must really be a bad person to have gone through this. Don't look at it like that. Look at it like how Jesus painted it in Luke 22. Jacinta, Jacinta. The enemy has asked. So we can say it like this. Jacinta, Jacinta. The enemy has asked. And Jesus says, and I granted him permission to do what he asked, to sift you as wheat, to sift you as wheat. And I've already prayed that your faith fail you not. So now I'm like, okay, so expectations have a lot to do with something about faith. All right, faith. Okay, what does that mean? And I've heard it, you know, in scriptures, I think it's Hebrew 11, that now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But that didn't seem like quite enough of an understanding that I had. So I started to dig deeper about what faith is. That's where we're going to pick up tomorrow. So when it comes to expectations, please know 
that you real you have to realize that as a survivor, as a leader, things are going to come your way. But the way you frame it, the way you set up your expectations, it can't be in frustration because what you expect is different from your reality. It has to be through the perspective of how Jesus sees what you're going through or what you've been through or how you're leading. Think about that. And let's pick up tomorrow with faith.